Book, you were involved in a play that led to an altercation down there with Pat Bear pushing Aiden from the side. What do you think of how everything unfolded right there? What do I think about what? How do you think about how everything unfolded at that point? Man, it's just more than it was supposed to be. Um, Pat needs to stop pushing people in the back, man. Push them in the chest. That's all I got to say. What? What? Oh, I got the, Oh, I got a lot to say about that. I waited an extra day because I didn't want to come on and record right after it happened. But um, shout out to my brother, JR, All Things Sports Podcast. He caught the full, you know, reaction, you know, at that moment. You know, we text back and forth during the game. We, we got to get together, bro. But without further ado, what up? It is your boy, Chill B. This is the Chill Bravado Podcast. I had to chill out first. But I do have a series called Laker 82-16 where we cover the grind of an 82 game long season, as well as it takes 16 wins to get the chip in the end. And we're at a place now where we can have some different discussions that we were having earlier in the season. And also our three game winning streak is snapped by the Phoenix Suns. And as you know, I predicted this is probably going to be an L just, just for obvious reasons, but we're going to break those obvious reasons down. Also going to talk about AD, the emergence. We had, you know, talked about unlocking AD in an earlier episode. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're just going to talk about, you know, how much I really don't like the Suns. I really don't like the Suns. We'll talk about this game and how these next two games coming up against the Spurs probably is hard to beat the team three times in five days, I've heard people say. But we got to figure out a way to do it. All right, what up, though? We are back in. Before I get into all the, you know, the shenanigans of the game, you know, that's something we love to talk on. And I, and I, when it deals with the Lakers, I definitely have to speak on it. But let's start off first with Anthony Davis. Okay. AD came into um, this season with a lot of question marks, with a lot of hate, and with a lot of, you know, with a nickname of street clothes. You know, Kawhi has not yet developed a nickname for that just yet. So, you know, I heard someone say call him pajamas. I think that was um Kendra Perkins. But yeah, man, it's 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 here, man. A D has gotten the respect of the league once again, and I think it is warranted because this man went on to have thirty seven points, twenty one boards, five and five. That's five blocks and five steals. The only player to ever do that. That's his that's that's historic. And he's already been on a run. He's been locked in lately. He looks healthy. Um, it's been amazing what he's been able to do. And people talk about the competition that he's done it against, you know, against. And I push back on that because nobody else has done it. You know, this guy, um, his fourth straight 30-plus game, 15-plus rebound game in a row. Mm, nah, nah, you don't see anybody else in this in active players doing it. So why when he does it is, oh, you know, he, you know, he, look who he played against. Well, why haven't anybody else done it against those same teams or same level of competition? So, you know, it's, it's just this thing where everybody either going to say someone says, oh, AD will expect him to do this. No, you don't. You don't expect him to do this. And then you got the haters, you know, who will say things like, oh, you know, you know, it's just it's amazing how we want players to play better and play well. And then when they do play better and play well, we still find ways to criticize them if they're not on the team we like, or if they're playing for, um, you know, playing with a teammate like LeBron who people dislike and don't want to win or the Lakers, you know, they don't want 
the Lakers have success. You know, but I get it. That's just all a part of it. But it's just, it just amazes me how the conversations, you know, you know, sway back and forth. Um, then you have those guys from the earlier generations who are talking about it like it's nothing or they just give them like minimal props. And that's fine, too. I don't think anybody has to pat him on the back to let him know that he's locked in right now. Um, he's doing something that I hope he continues, not necessarily to this high of a level, but we continue to see him being healthy, moving around on defense the way he has. And we're going to kind of break that down a little bit um, later and just kind of see, like, is what Darvin Ham really setting him up be, to be successful or isn't LeBron being out forces him to have to be extra aggressive? And, and in this Suns game in particular, I'll say he didn't necessarily come out the gates just, you know, super fast, but... Yeah, he he definitely has found figured out a way to, to keep himself engaged and it's not really shooting threes and a lot of jumpers. It's really attacking the basket and getting to the free throw lines. You know what helps your your points and your average is getting to the free throw line. This man has shot a lot of free throws in the last several games, which is a, a credit to him for taking it in the lane, taking the contact. And let's just hope he, we can keep people's feet off from under his. We can hope that no one's, you know, pushing them in the air. And, you know, just doing weird stuff, just, you know, falling to his knee. All these things that got him hurt in the past couple of years. Nobody talks about how he was injured, but we just talk about him being injured. And we act like he just stepped on, you know, the court and just collapsed. And it was nothing that caused him to be hurt. So, it's not, you know, it's different, you know, when you're a guy and it's just like you just can't you can't stay healthy because of non-contact injuries but this guy has had some injuries where they're falling into him but then someone asked me well what about his years when he was with new orleans you didn't care about his injuries when he was in new orleans nobody even talked about him being quote soft and all this stuff when he played for the pelicans nobody cared because he didn't play for the lakers so let's just cut that down right now and if you did care it's probably because you was a pelicans fan and it's fine you know people are going to talk and they're going to hate but we, we, we're here to, to, to point out the, you know, give him his flowers or point out that he's on a mission right now. And I'm definitely excited to see him, you know, pull out these numbers. And then I hear people like Bill Simmons and, and those who are saying, like, maybe the Lakers should go ahead and trade him now because his value is at an all-time high. I find that dumb and ridiculous because why would you trade away this guy? What are you going to get back that's going to equal what he gives you? Nothing you get back is going to make you a title contender right now unless you swing and get some, you know, quote, another superstar proven um, champion in that trade is not a package that's going to make you surround LeBron and him take you to a title right now because A, he's out. A, he need, B, he needs to get chemistry with the team. And we're going to talk about that too because there's a rumor that he is on his way back. So now we just have to see it. Is, is this AD going to be able to continue to live and exist in the same world as LeBron James? That's the biggest thing I want to see. Like what LeBron coming back into the lineup allegedly against the Spurs can AD continue this aggressiveness will LeBron allow him to do that will LeBron you know you know has been saying for years he wants to pass the reins over to AD and I know injuries has derailed some of that but also just in the games when they are together it seems like AD defers to LeBron and it seems like LeBron you know kind of has not passed that torch on the court. We don't know what they talk about off the court. Not there. But it just seems like LeBron still wants to be the dominant figure because when he gets the ball, the game slows all the way down to his pace. And then we start getting the whole sitting there waiting for a double team, waiting for someone to move and and analyzing the floor. And it's very hard to watch when you, you go, you know, possession after possession and you get zero points or you get um, one shot and it's over. Or you get a shot at five seconds and it's like 
step back, pull up three garbage. And it's very frustrating to watch. We need to continue to let this ball keep moving, keep humming. And we need to, to see if we can get the LeBron James mix in there. If we get this with AD and LeBron playing this way, it's amazing. I feel like that will be the nucleus that we need to move forward to having a shot at getting back into the playoffs and not playing and lingering around the play in. But hey, what do I know? We're just here to, um, you know, you know, shout out AD for the moment. We got two games coming up against the Spurs. I'm pretty sure Yaku Pertle will be back. And that will be another big rim protector somewhat, you know, of competition for him. And, and we'll find out what that's going to look like. Hopefully AD is able to keep this up. So we got him twice. So we need to win both these games because that Suns game was a predicted, you know, kind of loss we got. We got Portland coming up a little later um, after Indiana. Indiana's not a pushover, so we definitely need to win these two games, and let's keep this going and see if we can get that 5-2 and two, or maybe that 3-3 three and three out of the stretch of games. I'll be right back. We're going to talk about the Suns, and we're going to get back to it because I wanted to make sure I got the AD part done. And now let's get back into further ado my thoughts on Pat Bev, DeAndre Ayton, Booker, and just the Suns in general. I really don't like them. Four in the quarter. Reeves going up against Booker. Booker knocked it away. Reeves is down. Oh, oh there's look at Beverly. Oh, comes in. Whoa, and knocks over Aiden. He sure did. They there. had words earlier. He straight leveled DeAndre Aiden. And he, Beverly is upset because was talking noise to Anthony Davis. And then, and then he and Beverly and then were play, drawn, yes. And then the play that came down was this play right here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we are. We, we, we have some days to think about it. We've heard all the, you know, people who give their opinion for a living. You know, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Of course, since it doesn't involve LeBron James, Skip was all for this, of course. Shannon, who was a Laker fan, he's all for this. And he, he let it be known that if someone stands over him when he was playing, if you're not saying, hey, 84, are you okay? You good? Then get off from over me. And even Anthony Davis alluded to it during the interview where he was saying that as a man, while you're standing over me, you, you're, like, you're, you're trying to question me. You know, you're trying to test me as a man. So what's up with that? And some people ask why AD didn't do anything. <clears throat> this is why Pat Bev is here. Like, it's the reason that Patrick Beverly is on this team. He did nothing offensively the whole game and has been like that the whole season. He's been very much a disappointment from an offensive standpoint, he's been annoyance and has the spots of being defensively, um, you know, helpful. But he's still small, and some guys are just shooting right on top of him. But hey, he does his thing on defense. That's where he gets his money. But he's very—he's been very much a disappointment in the eyes of the watch offensively, refusing to shoot the basketball when he's in the lane and hesitant to shoot the three, which I get it, confidence, you know, and and just not seeing it fall a lot. But he had 10 rebounds this game. So when you went back and looked at the box scores, you was like, Pat had 10 rebounds? Like, it really kind of stuck out when I looked at it. But I do remember seeing him doing a lot on the back end, weak side, grabbing rebounds. So, yeah, he he did that. But this is what he did right here that gave me joy. <clears throat> now, I'm going to say, of course, you know, we don't condone violence. And this, and this was just one of those plays where you seen it coming. Because when Booker stares down, Looking at, at, at Austin Reeves, 
like he's some tough guy, like he did something. You know, I don't I don't think he slapped him that hard in the face. He did have contact with it. So I would have been fine if they would have just left it alone. It wasn't really begging for a flagrant. But the stare down, I was like, come on, man. You got to call that. Like, this guy, they're winning now. So, of course, he's going to do the stare down. Of course, he's going to be tough. He whines to the refs the whole game. He thinks he's fouled. It's very annoying. And then DeAndre Ayton, and, and I'm, I'm telling my wife, she's like, well, he didn't look like he was going to do anything to him. I said, but you get the ball, you slap it, and you walk the direction where he's laying. You could have easily walked down the court. So why do you step toward him who's on the ground? And AD standing beside him, and I think they might be still drawing from they're, – they're, they're up and down the court, you know, you know, talking. But Patrick Beverly, from a, from a bird's eye view, notices it and said all right that's enough he said i'm a foxhole guy he said the first guy stares down austin and then aiden walks over and does it mm, not happening no, not my t- you know i'm protecting my teammates he said it's not it wasn't professional he gets that he's going to accept what he's going to get and he probably won't get suspended i mean it is what it is um Laker fans are probably happy for two things a he pushed aiden and b he'll probably be suspended and that means he'll get out the starting lineup so we can try somebody else and lebron's supposed to be coming back that made me austin reeves my state in that starting lineup yeah and then he almost gave us like got us back in the game because they review it it's a flagrant on booker it's two texts on pat and in eight and that cancels each other out pat's um pat is ejected austin reed shoots the free throws and then we get the ball back side out of bounds man and then it, that breaks it down to what a six point lead at that time that was kind of hilarious if we could have won that game, Pat Bell would have been the MVP of the game. <laughs> Off of that alone. But we weren't able to win it. I didn't think we would be able to. Because once they came down to score it again, and I'm going to break down the game of this next segment, but just, just staying on this. Um, Mikael Bridges early in the game, he's doing a lot of chirping to his sideline, to the fans. You're at home. You're allowed to do that. It's just, it frustrates me when you see a Suns team who chirp, 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 and then they got beat in the finals. Um, chirp, 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 and then... Luca just sunned all of them, spanked them, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and say, it's easy to talk when you're up. You know, let's talk when it's even. I'll talk when you're down. Like, and that's kind of what I got upset at. Because Booker and these guys, Aiden, Aiden, who've been getting his lunch served to him all game, pretty much. Him and, and Bismarck Biombo. And Booker, who was getting frustrated because Austin and, and and some of the guys, even Dennis had some moments to get some defensively. They, they were drawing charges, Pat Bev. They were drawing charges on these guys coming off these screens because – in the beginning, I was like, if they're going to let them just shoot over and over that mid-range jumper that they love, we have no shot. But really, then we came down, we got a couple offensive calls on fouls against them, and that really frustrated Booker, I think, and some of the other guys. Campaign, master splinter himself, he had to get in there and and, and get him a couple offensive fouls because he likes to push off too. It just makes me mad. <clears throat> and... Yeah, man, Booker talking tough at the end of the game like he always does. It's fine. Like It's entertainment, and I like Booker's game, but I really don't like the actions of him being just this, you know, tough guy. And he talks to Pat Bev like, Pat Bev was right there. You easily, you easily could have, <laughs> you could have pushed him yourself. Like, he's right there. So none of you guys ran and confronted Pat Bev. You all ran to Aiden like he was a baby. Like, oh, no, is he okay? And... I don't think Aiden would have fell if he wasn't right there by Reeves' um, legs because Pat Bev didn't do him like the Chris Paul push. That was a little more egregious and unnecessary when Pat Bev pushed him in the back and he wasn't a Lakers clipper then, so of course that makes sense that he done something that stupid. But this this push was very harmless. It still was unnecessary and unprofessional, but I get it and I'm all for it. I ended the night with joy because I knew we were going to lose the game. 
at, at a certain point. We just couldn't stop them. But that right there gave us a shot, and I felt better with the loss. Hey, it is what it is. Now, next time I'm going to come back with some real game analyzing type of stuff and talk about the things that I think affected the game, and I'll talk right back. Okay, it ran over. All right, and, and, and to speak on the game, now that we got all that out the way, you know, the things that most people talked about the next day but the game came down to the others as Shaq would say or as Charles would say you know the Jags just another guy um <laughs> and it really did boil down to the others we were unable to hit threes and you know it just shows and their others did man it was it, it was kind of frustrating you know just to see Troy Brown he couldn't hit anything of course you know in these big games like this when you have big TV uh, matchups not necessarily you know, like just like do or die or or, or we must have wins, but you just want to get the measuring stick. And I feel like if we could have just got a few of those those to drop, we could have put a, a lot more pressure on them. I think they knew that you know that we weren't gonna be able to match them, and and it was fine because this kind of shows the front office like now if you're gonna make a move, it's gonna have to come soon. And then it's tough to make the move because now you got to pick: do you want to really get rid of Westbrook? Um, where um Russ. Or do you want to um, package some of the other guys together and, you know, keep him and, and just bring in wing depth or, or, or another shooter or a big, you know, whatever priority, uh, priority you have. It better not be a point guard. I'll tell you that much. We don't need any more of those, especially not one that can't shoot or defend or small. So, yeah, it, it was just kind of evident, and it, and it was it, we just couldn't match up, and it was frustrating. Dennis didn't couldn't, hit, couldn't shoot. None had a, uh, you know, very – dismissive game where you could tell he was not going to be a factor Reeves who defensively he's just really asked to do a lot I feel like he's he, he's really coming coming together as a player I enjoy watching him I wish he could get more shots he didn't get as many shots today which made Russ have to shoot 20 shots which we needed him even though some of them I mean he was he was foul hunting and I'm just like bro they're not giving you that foul stop just rushing there throwing the ball up even though sometimes it is contact they are not they 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 kind of judge him on the LeBron scale where he initiates contact, goes to the lane. They're not calling that. Like, and it just frustrates me because a, they don't call it and B he keeps trying to do it. So it was really just the 80 show. Lonnie Walker chipped in and Russ chipped in. And after that, you got to hit, you know, Reeves maybe had 11, I think, but yeah, it wasn't much anything after that. We really, really, really can do anything. But that Washington junior kid off the bench, he had like 15, for the Suns, and that was so frustrating watching him just be able to just get to his spots, get to that floater game, you know, and all these things he was able to do. And I was like, dang, I'm like, we don't have a guy that can do that yet. Like Dennis used to could do that, but he's just getting back, so I don't know if I should expect him. Kendrick is not showing us he's gonna do that consistently. It's just frustrating watching, and then you got the big dude who looked like he's the rock cousin with Wayne Wright whatever his name is. I don't know. The big dude like a football tight end. He hits the three here there. Then you got Craig who hits the three. Then you got Mikael Bridges who just went stupid in the first half and doing all the showboating with his long arms. And, you know, very, it's very weird looking to me. But that's just me hating because he's better than some of the guys we have in our squad. Uh, Aiton didn't really get going. And, you know, eventually he had a good game, you know, stats wise, but he didn't really get going like that. 
Booker, you know, he struggled in the beginning, but he got some shots to go. And it was just, they just had more guys who were capable of making shots. And that's pretty much what it boiled down to. Pat Bev, you know, he played bad, but, you know, he still defensively competed. And like I said, got the 10 rebounds and got the play, the knockout, the TKO of the night. Um, yeah, but the ugly games came from Troy Brown, Dennis, none. And I was a little frustrated. I'm like, dang, we really can't put Brown or Gabriel in here at all? and try and see what they can give us, you know, but I guess this game wasn't really meant for them. And people talking about Darvin Ham, I see somebody giving the name Darvin Scam, talking about he's not a good coach. With this roster, I mean, you're doing all you can do. You don't have LeBron, which we forget. If we had LeBron, that gives us a little more size, but we're still small on the on the wings and at the guard spot. So, I, but I do feel like if LeBron is there, if he's not going to affect the aggressiveness, aggressiveness of AD, we would have probably, you know, had a better chance to win that, win that game. So it's like we're two players away, or maybe we're LeBron and the shooter away, but definitely two players away, either or, I think. And that's just going to boil down now. It's tough. Like, are you going to trade Russ? Do you want to trade Russ? Or is what you're getting back worth it? Um, do you want to not trade Russ and trade the others to get, you know, other stuff that's going to give you help around the margins and you still don't have to, you know, trade away your future with the picks? Can you get them protected? You know, it's a lot of things that come into play here, and I just don't think any team's going to look to help us, you know, that much. Like, I don't, if I was them, I wouldn't. So, me and real, being realistic, so I see a lot of the lame trade-off is that our fans and the, my, my, my brothers of the, of the Lakers Nation, it's crazy. Some of these trade requests is like, we just, it's not 2K. It's, it's like, what does the other team benefit from some of these crazy offers? And if you think none's trash, why are they going to trade for your trash? You know, <laughs> I don't get it why they go that route. But needless to say, we got the Spurs coming up. Um, we, we need to win these games. If LeBron's coming back, my key thing's looking for is how LeBron and AD um, play together. Now that AD's been the aggressive one, can we keep that aggression coming? Is LeBron going to be his bouncy self? Um, is he, is he going to be inspired by how the team is playing? With Pat Beth being gone, who's going to be in the starting lineup? Austin Reeves deserves that spot maybe, but... And then it's just on this trade front. As we get ready to move into, you know, people starting to heat up with the trade talks. December 15th, when all these guys were signed during the offseason and, and and they're now able to be traded. Cause, you know, you can't just sign them and trade them immediately. You got to wait till that deadline. So December 15th, when guys like during the summer and offseason got signed, those guys can be traded. So that's why everybody's begging for trades have to wait that's teams don't just go in trading everybody in the early year you know early in the year you have to wait till that restriction is lifted off of their signing and if they don't have a no trade clause then here we are december 15th that's when you'll probably start seeing like trades start to really you know manifest a little more after that date so here we are laker 82 16 um we appreciate you joining hey man let's go get two wins (laughs) 